Jen the Builder. And Corey. Welcome to Take the Elevator, guys. Happy Monday. Good morning to those who are listening to us first thing in the morning. I want to give a shout out to those. I think there's about 20 listeners that have already listened by the time I check in at 6 in the morning on a Monday morning. Wow. So that's really cool to see. I just want to say thank you. Early birds. I like that. I get up early, too, to do the same thing sometimes. To do what? Listen to my favorite stuff, you know, be it right. on YouTube or a podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good to see that we're on the list of someone's to do in the morning. That's really cool. Yeah. Definitely one of our gratefuls. So today, for those who are listening who like to know what we're going to talk about, we're just going to talk about the world, the word release, rather, not the world, but the word release and all the things that come to mind with that. So... I'm not going to ignore the big news about your release, Corey. You want to tell us about what's going on? Sure. So I had one of the craziest, busiest weekends that I've had in a long time. I very rarely do double hitters where I'm doing a, a concert on a Friday and then on a Saturday. But this weekend was one of those situations. I just wanted to tell this brief little story because Saturday night was extremely cold. And I'm not good in the cold. But what pushed me to drive through that was I had a thought of Prince playing at the Super Bowl. Now, please, don't think I'm comparing myself to Prince at all. But he played in the wind and the rain and played a flawless concert. So I thought to myself, if it's just a little cold, I might be able to get through this. But that's not the release Jen's talking about. The release that Jen is talking about is... Two of my songs have hit all platforms, and I'm just overjoyed. I'm just really happy right now that we're in a situation where we're able to put our music out. And it's a it's a tedious process, but guys, trust me, it's so worth it, and I feel so good about it right now. So if you get a chance, check out The Shameless Band. The title of the one song is Chance, and the title of the other one is Bell, B-E-L. And that stands for Brown Eye Lover. And uh, both songs were written and uh, directed by the band, and it was produced by none other than Mike Lopez, which is our producer. Great guy. He's going to be joining us on the next show. So looking forward to having him on. Yeah, I can't wait to have him on. I don't think, even though Mike's been in the studio, I don't think if we've officially met, but I've heard so many good things about him. And the beautiful thing about distance and what technology can bring and how it brings people together mike's all the way in florida oh yeah so we're talking like what is that three thousand miles away yeah and three hours difference in time zones but mike's able to receive our music and go to work like crazy i mean this guy is just phenomenal so i just really really am so proud that we got a producer that's that talented so he's gonna be a guest what on next week's episode oh yes Awesome. So maybe when we all meet Mike, we're going to want to be like Mike. Because <laughs> from what I can see, he's pretty phenomenal. Mike, we're looking forward to having you here. And everyone, please stay with us. We're going to come back and talk about the importance of release before you can actually start planning for anything new. Or actually, you can plan for stuff new, but to not let go or not release things that you're holding on to can really keep you or hinder you from getting to where you want to be. So hang tight. Every day, elevate. Every day.
All right. That just reminded me we had um, a listener suggest that we have another tune playing there for the um, intercession. Is it called intercession? Break. Intermission. Intermission, yes. Intercession's prayer, isn't it? Uh, I'm getting my worlds mixed up here. So I'm sure somebody's praying for us anyway. Oh, we appreciate that. So need it. So yeah, we're, I'm hoping that I can get a new jingle for the intermission piece, but until then, hope you guys are having fun with that song. So, so before you go too deep into this release thing, I I just want to say a couple things about releasing and, um, this is kind of important because Jen was released from the hospital. She had a, a little, it wasn't little, it was something pretty big that happened to her. And she ended up having to be in the hospital for a short amount of time. Um, and she's right. You can't move on until you've been released. And so I'm hoping that she'll share a little bit about that. And then second of all, about release. Um, have it, If anyone has ever left a job, or even put in their two weeks notice. There's just some things you can't do until you've been released from that first job and going into your next job or whatever the next situation is. So I'm liking this phrase um, about being released. Jen? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'd ask like, you know, how you define it, but I'm just going to talk about, I didn't know we were going to mention my stay at the hospital, but that's okay. Because, yeah, to be discharged is to be released. And there's nothing like going back home after you've been in the hospital for a little bit. Um, It wasn't the most impressive visit, but I don't think visits are supposed to impress me. Um, Being a nurse, I think I was just looking for a little bit more. But either way, you know, some good facts have come out. Um, We're going over some lab work. I think I get a call on Tuesday morning. So more to come with that. But I think... Just having the knowledge of what's going on with you physically is a form of release because then you know which way to go and exactly what's wrong instead of trying to guess at what's wrong. And then when something happens again, you're like, oh, my God, it wasn't that. So I think that part, that release feels like more of like a freeing kind of thing. And I'm looking forward to getting over this phase, whatever this is. So We'll all be celebrating that release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if I sound a little off, guys, um, I'm not good at totally faking the funk. I am in somewhat, you know, just been released from the hospital. So I'm trying to get my bearings, trying to find my groove. So thank you guys for bearing with us as we do this. Um, we know that take the elevator not just is just not a commitment, but it's actually something that's good for us. Um, Because as we talk things out, you know, there's healing as that happens. And sometimes when we're talking to an audience, of course, we have to be very mature and adult-like and really think about how we're feeling and how we're saying it. So it actually helps with more constructive conversation. Yeah. That makes sense. So um, usually by now, when I work with people, I always ask people like, how are you feeling right now? And it's really important that we stop and ask how people are feeling and we identify the feelings that we're going through at the moment and then ask, you know, where do you want to be headed? What are your top priorities for the new year or any any new projects you're getting into? What are the you know top priorities? But before we can get into that, we really want to emphasize the importance of releasing because 
I mean, I even think of release, like holding on to things double handed and you don't have that freedom of letting go and actually receiving what's coming your way. So if you can just imagine the things that you're holding on to at times and they're and you're holding on too tight, it doesn't allow for an open hand to accept what's coming your way. Right. So I know that this has happened to me before, but I will just speak from my point of view and hopefully for a lot of people out there, hopefully you can associate with what I'm saying. Uh, we have people I know that are called perfectionists or type A. So it's this need to control things. And I think speaking for me, that need to control things was just at a young age, you know, trying to be accepted, trying to feel like you're enough. So you grow up feeling like you need to control everything. And so what I've learned in this, and I haven't learned it completely, but is if you make yourself a list of all the things that you feel like you need to control. And so you list that and you carefully think about it because if you're a perfectionist, I think we realize after doing this practice that, oh my gosh, there's more that I'm trying to control than I thought. And you'll see on that list that there's people you try to control, people's behaviors, um, people being happy, and so when you make that list to the right of it, write down things that could go wrong if you don't control it. And it makes you think that you really don't have control over those things. Now, there are things that you want to, like for me, my health is something I absolutely need to control. I'm not saying um, keeping me from dying is something I need to control because I know dying is something that we're all going to come across but as far as the quality of my life that's definitely something i can control and need to control does that make sense perfectly good sense i'd like to add this though i've never met a true perfectionist and i hear a lot of people say that about themselves and when i say a lot I, quite a few people say i'm a perfectionist and to be a perfectionist that would mean you would have to be perfect in everything you do and that's just not possible or plausible. Right. I think it's the aim to be perfect. True. I don't think perfectionists really think they're perfect. They're just aiming to be that. Oh, is that what that yeah. really means? Okay. I, I, I thought, yeah. <laughs> like if I said I'm perfect, that's different. If I say I'm a perfectionist, that means I'm someone practicing to be perfect. Practicing mm -hmm. to be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which in itself is, when you think about that, you know, it's almost as weird as saying I'm perfect because you practice to be perfect. You'll never get there. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's why I never practice to be perfect. I just practice to do as good as I possibly can. And hopefully that that's enough sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, And I say sometimes because I know sometimes it's not enough. When it should be always enough. Should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, so <laughs> I don't, okay, that was an awkward silence. And so we're going to have that at times again. <laughs> we're sorting things out. Like, can I just be very frank? Here's the thing too, because someone might be thinking, Jen, if you're talking about releasing, why don't you just let go of the fact that a pod, your podcast has to come out on a specific day? And you're absolutely right. 
why does it have to come off come out on a Monday? I think for me, being frank is it's you've put it out there like, hey, we're gonna have episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays, and you hold yourself to this. And so maybe that's something I need to look at. Like, do I need to release these mandatory days for it to come out? I don't know. And I'm talking this live because there's a lot of things that are flying around right now. And I'm trying to let go of things so I can catch these things. So anyhow, um, here's another thing to release too. And that's anger and frustrations that you might have with a situation or with people. Corey, have you ever held on to anything like that? Excuse me. I have. And uh, it beat me up really, really bad. There's those things that I haven't released that... um, And actually, it's for specific reasons. It's not just because, you know, I was angry or because I was hurt or because someone offended me. Um, This was a very close thing to my heart with um, the birth of my son that I hadn't let go of for a long time because it was just a really bad, brutal relationship in him coming into this world. And so, yeah, I held on to that for far too long. And uh, no, Jen is not the mother of that child, although she is the mother to that child. But um, it, it really took a toll on me. And unfortunately, it happened around the same time as that my father passed away and then my uncle passed away and then couple of years later, my sister passed away. So it just had all these negative attachments to um, how that relationship dissolved and how my son was brought into this world. So, yeah. And and yes, I have finally let that go. But yes, I have held on for something for far too long. And so what were you able to enjoy because you let that go? I was finally able to enjoy the fact that I'm not that I'm just a father, but that I'm a complete father because I was always a half of a father Mm -hmm. behind some of those circumstances. I always had a wall that I had to break down, tear down before I could say I'm a father. Mm -hmm. And then the wall was built right back up before I could even finish the statement. So I was just able to enjoy being a father, being a man and enjoy the way the relationship was supposed to be between um, well, actually, it kind of hindered all my relationships. So it began. My I started seeing my relationships develop uh, normally and properly at at that point of release. Yeah. So, I we've never talked about this in detail. I don't think. So when you came to that point of I need to release that, how did that come up? Was there like was it planned or did it just kind of sneak up on you? Um, I was in the thick of a storm and if anyone's ever dealt with, excuse me, if anyone's ever dealt with, um, addiction and habitual activities, you know, that a lot of times it takes that brief moment of a break in the storm to see a little bit of sunshine. And when you see that sunshine, it's important that you run like hell because, That's your opportunity to get out. That's your moment of release. That's your moment to walk into something very new. And so I had that moment 
um, after a about week and a half drunken stupor, I, I find I just had clarity, and so I was able to walk out of that. And from that point on, I was I was doing things just totally different. And yes, I, I quit drinking cold tur- turkey, and I was able to find re- new meaning in relationships. Okay. There's a practice that I do, and I just, I wonder if it's true for you, Corey. Uh, visualization is a pretty empower, empowering tool. So, like, if you visualize yourself releasing those things and what life could be like, do you ever go through a practice like that, or do you just figure it's too much to hold on to, I'm releasing no, I've done that before. I've also done that in other um, circumstances that weren't traumatic or painful. Um, trying to learn something, I visualize a lot of things. So there's that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there are different techniques to really releasing. And again, this is just my point of view, our perspective, as you could see, Corey and I, very different in the way we do things. But I think the point is that we do them, you know, how you get there is how you get there. So what we want to do to elevate you is just to share some tips and um, hoping that because we've been there, done that, or we're going through it now and we're hoping to do that gives you some encouragement and makes you know that you're not alone in the endeavors to want to live a better life, to want to lead a stronger role in your own personal life and to, um, bring the happiness that you see for yourself. So, you know, whenever I've talked to certain people, they always do the visualization about, you know, just imagine yourself, close your eyes, imagine yourself from 10 years from now. What does that that person look like 10 years from now? And what does that person want to say to your person now? Um, And it sounds kind of kooky, but when you really get into it, it's very valuable because uh, let me, I'll just speak this out loud. 10 years from now, I hope to be a very successful entrepreneur. Um, I hope to be speaking in front of women and young women about um, getting through abuse and young women, men, and, you know, just all sorts of people that don't necessarily have the education, the higher education that people say that you need to have but you can still make it anyways that you're not less than because you don't have those things. So that's who I want to be 10 years from now. Right. And so what would that person say to me now? And I can easily say that person 10 years from now being in that successful would tell me you're going to get through this. This is just these moments where you have to learn and grow from. This isn't the thing that's going to break you. This is the thing that's actually going to make you. So when you start thinking on those levels, it for me it's easier to release because this isn't this isn't what I'm about. Just because I'm going through this chapter in my life, I'm gonna get through this chapter and get on to the next one. I like that. I like that a lot because it <clears throat> not only tells you that you're not who you're the person that you are now is not who you're gonna be ten years from now. But it's not because of what you're going through that's making you. It's what's molding. It's what's creating you. Right. 
Yeah, that that's that's real deep, Jen. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I hope that helps you. I you know, that's the main technique I use. Again, not a perfectionist. Um trying to figure things out myself. Um, but I just know that, man, you know, women, we just need to take the time out and we just need to tell ourselves like I am enough. I am worthy. I need my rest. I need to love myself a little bit more and take care of me. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that for me is when things start to release and fall off and you feel the heaviness come up off of you and that feels healthy in itself. And, you know, we're going on to the new year and it's really up to us how we, how we want to start that off, you know? And so that's why we emphasize these things. Now in December, we started in October because it's time, you know, it takes time to prep and to plan and, to get in the right mindset and get your heart right and your heart ready for what's to come. Definitely. It takes time. And, and I second that motion, not, not just for the women who, who listen, but even for the men, you know, we need to prepare and take time just like, like you said to do so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and before we end, I just wanted to talk about this little real quick, the let go of hurt and anger core you shared you know, some of your story about letting go of things that happen around um, our son and everything that happened there. Trust when I say, I will speak for myself because Corey, you spoke on for your story. I know what it's like to let go of hurt and anger. And I know what it's like to forgive the unforgivable or what you deem is unforgivable. And it is the most, releasing feeling the most freedom I think anyone can feel to be freed from you holding on to these things. Cause you feel like I'm never going to never going to forgive them. I'm never going to forget, you know, I will never and see even in the tone that you say that in, it keeps you from so much more love from so much more, um, like you said, Corey, you were able to experience your, your relationships heal and, you know, they elevated at another level. And if that's what you desire, start to write things down, start to pray or meditate, whatever it is that you do on the things that bring you hurt and anger and really think about letting those go. I think that's really important to just let those go. Yeah, especially going into this new year. I mean, what an opportunity to let let it go now and go into the new year a different person. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.